Welcome back to Stoke Hunters, everyone. This podcast is where we talk to different people around the world to hear their journeys and what good days they've found and how they hunt for more. Today in episode five, we have Mia from Women's Mountain Bike Network joining us. For those who don't know, the Women's Mountain Bike Network is an amazing resource for all women mountain bikers. They talk about gear, bikes, components, coaches, trails, bike parks, literally everything mountain biking, all from a women's perspective. So please welcome Mia. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. I love that intro. Thank you. It's my first one. I'm learning every time as I go on these podcasts. I know. It's a total learning thing, isn't it? It's exciting. I got 11. I have 11 subscribers now. So Yay. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it's been exciting. How's your week been? Uh, kind of busy, kind of crazy. You know, yeah. it's like Tuesday, but I'm coming down with like an ear infection. So ever since yesterday, I've been feeling a little off, but I feel better after I took some medicine like an hour ago. So I'm here. How about you? Yeah, good. Um, wife's or well, we announced my wife's pregnant. Um, so coming in January second, uh, I called December baby month though because um, you know babies yeah. come early and yeah. you know she te- she's like as I'm going on the podcast she's like just so you know I'm timing contractions right now so if they don't cool we might not we might have to end the co- we might have to end the podcast today. Oh my god, how exciting! What are you doing talking to me? You need to be next to your wife right now. <laughs> I she's happy. I gave her food. Um, um, chocolate covered <laughs> almonds, um, water. We're good to go for the next hour. <laughs> How long has she been having contractions for? Uh, she she says they're about like six to fifteen minutes apart right now. Um, oh, okay. So you got a little bit to go. Yeah, and they might go away because okay. we've had that too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you it's been a fun brave. time. You guys are brave, man. Really brave. Well, our little one will at least join the Women's Mountain Bike Network in the future. Yes, we need to get her a onesie, a little onesie, (laughs) future shredder. Yes, that'd be sick. So, can you tell me about uh, a moment when you first fell in love with, like, the moment you first fell in love with mountain biking? Oh my god, there are a few moments. There's like the first moment I fell in love with riding a bike. And feeling like this is pretty empowering. I'm out in nature and I'm by myself, which was probably about seven years ago. And then at after I experienced some some loss four years ago, three years ago, my dog died and we went to Sedona and I discovered a different love for mountain biking where I was able to be in a space that I knew he was with me. So it, it was kind of different. It was like, a different challenge in mountain biking, but also a spot where I knew, like I felt him with me. So to me, that was just like another calling. I actually have him back here. That's him on the, that's Dexter up there. <laughs> I used to have him on like my, uh, what do you call it? The thing that sits behind the, I can't talk. <laughs> Hold on, let me grab it on Hold here. Oh, um, the the wheel fenders or whatever. Yes, the fender. Thank you. Yeah. That's sick. That's my boy. That's so cool. I've never <laughs> seen like like I, I know people make like like cool art and stuff on it, but I've never seen yeah. one like uniquely personalized like that. Yeah, my uh, cousin who makes our logo and all the things that we do, she uh, created this for me. Um, so I put it on my bike because my bike was orange, and now I don't have an orange bike anymore. So he just stays by me and 
watches us as we do videos. <laughs> nice. Well, you, how many bikes do you have now? Personal bikes, uh, two, um, but I have seven in my garage right now. Wow. Very fortunate. Very it feels fortunate. like it feels like skiing and mountain biking. It's like you just become collectors of them. Yes. Yeah, for real. Uh, fortunately for us, it's like companies are like, here, yeah, demo it. No woman has demoed this bike or done a, a video. Please do something with it. So it's been great. But my wife is getting to the point where she says, it's getting a little ridiculous. You need to uh, get rid of some bikes here. <laughs> They'll just be like uh, um, Cali, Cali demo days out of your garage. <laughs> you know what? That's one of my neighbors. He's like, let's go to the local community's uh, bike park. I mean, uh, bike shop in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that's, you know what though i think i'm gonna learn to ski this winter we might have to talk do it you guys have some good mountains down there we do i used to cross-country ski way back in the day when i lived in australia never downhill ski so i don't know i told my wife i'm like i might want to learn to ski this year how do you is, is cross-country skiing in australia just going across sand <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. No, we get snow there, Jared. <laughs> I know. My life goal is to ski all the mountain resorts in the world. So I I'm familiar that Australia does have snow to ski on. <laughs> yeah, and we've got like Mount Buller is actually, I think, the biggest one. It's in Victoria, the state where I'm from. That's where you should you should go. Definitely. One day. We got we already got people riding good day um out in Australia. Yes, that's awesome. Oh, dude, my brother is a huge snowboarder. He's going to Japan for a month. I should have him pick up some of your goggles. Do it. Yes. Um, totally reminded so me what, of that right now. What What inspired you to start the network? Um, I I was really frustrated with the lack of resources for women on the internet, and just in general, I couldn't really find reviews on bikes or um, demos on of small bikes and shops for me to, to demo out. Um, Cause you know, if you're spending five to $10,000 on something, you want to make sure it's something you want. Um, and so just out of like sheer frustration, I didn't, I didn't see that much. And, and I just thought, let's just do it. Let's just start a website. And by all means, I don't think I should be the only one. I think that there's should be others that do some similar things. Um, because my goal is to have this from different women's perspectives. It's not just mine. That's why I have like Becca and Candace and Alexis, all these women helping me with content because, you know, their point of view is just as important as mine. So, um, yeah, out of sheer frustration. And then here I am with the network, <laughs> starting getting it to grow. <laughs> it's super rad and seeing what you've already built and, you know, what the future will see. I think, you know, nothing, nothing but up. I know you guys are all like, yeah bike park riders so you don't like to hear that but <laughs> no i'm actually i i'm like bark i should say park riding was this was my first year park riding i'm normally more of a tech like a sedona enduro type of rider um and then you go to a bike park and you're like yeah this is what i want to do like <laughs> this is why i need an e-bike i don't want to pedal ever again no, i'm just kidding <laughs> But no, cross country is fun. That's what you're doing now, right? You're doing a lot of enduring cross country stuff as well. Yeah. And then a few little bit of shuttling and stuff like that. Haven't nice. done a bike park yet, but I'm on a hard tail. So 
Yeah, we need to change that, friend. You need a full I, suspension. Yeah, full squish, hopefully coming in March or April. Yay! I'd love that for you. I can't wait to see your new bike. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm stoked. And uh the segment the segment boys have been hyping up uh YT, so we might be going that route. Uh well, let me talk to you about Revel first. Don't pull the trigger on YT just yet. <laughs> I actually met some of the Revel little guys. Um their rep was in Revelstoke when I was down there. Oh, yeah. Cool people, right? Yeah, super cool bikes. Yeah, I love their bikes. I've had each. I have two of their bikes now. <laughs> That's sweet. So you, you, you had talked about it um, before of like, you know, how when you first were starting, it was like empowering. How do you think mountain biking empowers women differently than other sports? Oh, man. Um, the community. The community aspect of it is just amazing. So I think it stems from a lack of a lack of representation and so many women see it. And now it's starting to become this movement where we know how to connect with each other. Social media is such a powerful force for that, right? Like the Instagram and the the uh, YouTubes and everything's connecting it. So I think it comes out of that sheer passion to want to be represented in multiple different ways. Um, I think that's really how you get it. And a lot of us women in the, in the industry or just women who are just getting into the sport that we just support each other. It's a, it's literally about the stoke. I went to Rome fest last year and I never thought I would seriously be around women that are just hyping you up the whole time. Like if they were around me on my everyday life, I would never be depressed because it's all like, yeah, dude, come on, let's go. You got this, you know? Um, yeah. The sheer stoke and the camaraderie and the community and everyone supporting each other is really, really outstanding. I think that's what helps empower each other. And we got to do it for the next generation. I mean, your daughter is going to be born any day now. You know, hopefully she's a future mountain shredder. Ho hopefully. I, I want to get the shotgun seat so then she can just ride on the handlebars, basically. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be so cool. You're going to have to wait a bit. You know, yeah. she can hold her head up, but that's still going to be pretty cool. <laughs> Ski skiing will come first because you can basically stand upright and just, like, go down little slopes to get used to it. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I want to see her in her little skis. <laughs> Does your wife ski as well? Yeah, she does. That's how we we met. Because um, when I did my first degree in engineering, um, I got quite depressed because, you know, seven course loads in engineering with all that is not a fun time. Um, so then I went skiing with uh, a couple of the residence trips and yeah. found like, I really loved it. So then I made yeah. like my life goal to ski all the mountain resorts in the world. And then I had dated other people who didn't ski. So then... Uh my requirement when I was dating was like, girlfriend has to ski. <laughs> well, I'm glad that worked out for you guys. <laughs> yeah. I still remember she always jokes about it. Um, when she first started, she had like flames on her skis and like every mismatched color of like, you know, blue with like pink and like all these different like colors that weren't matching. And then now she's yeah. got like some serious skier girl swag. <laughs> Good for her, man. Good for yeah. her. And she rips. So that's always sweet. I'm sure she does. You guys need to teach me to ski. We need to come to Canada. 100%. And your dollar goes far up here. Oh, yeah. It's like in yeah, Australia. I, th I think it's um 70 cents. So you get an extra 30 cents every dollar. 
it's not too bad. It's worse no. in Australia for Australians, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was looking at the the Aussie dollar because people were like wanting to ship stuff, and then I'm like, wow, you guys get like screwed right now on conversion rate <laughs> with even the yeah. Canadian dollar. I think it's at like 65 cents or something, 62 cents. It's kind of low. Yeah. Um, but speaking of community, like even like I, I was in Revelstoke for the Revy 50 and the women's Revy, Revelstoke Enduro. Um, and like the, we had a group with all the, the, the vendors and stuff like that. And one of the things that got said was mountain biking is the biggest, tightest community that you don't know exists. Like if you don't mountain bike, you're like, yes, that yeah. is a statement right there. That's so true. Yeah. Like you come, you come like, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to try mountain biking. And then you come into it and then you're like, Oh, there's a group here. There's a group here. There's a group here. There's like, it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But like, and you that's so true. You don't know it exists until you like go looking for it. Yeah. And that's so true. And that's one of the things I wanted to develop on the site is I have a map now with all the communities from across the world, because I think we need to know about each other and we need to connect with each other. Right. So, and I'm sure there are a ton out there that we don't know about. Um, so this would be cool to help get the message out, you know, uh, go on the website, send us an email, say, Hey, put us on the website. It's a free service. We don't charge for it. It's yeah. just purely for us to find each other and to ride with each other, which is Again, like empowering as heck. But I love that statement. It's the biggest community that you don't know. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I learned about an Australian um, bike community that was just popping up. Um, Which one? Uh, Tell me. Uh, oh, I'd have to. I'll, I'll find it and send it. It would take too, way too long for me to search my Instagram DMs. Um, that's the, the problem with sending yeah. DMs to every follower. Is yeah. they, everything starts to track down. <laughs> I, I had to like start taking screenshots to remind myself to get back to people because I felt so bad it was taking me forever and I'd lose track. Um, now I have a better system. <laughs> I, I feel your pain. There is a huge group in Australia, um, the Gravity Girls, and they're in like three or four different states. There's the uh, Western Australia, Tasmania, Canberra, and there's also the uh, Mountain Bike Ladies Australia group. And that group is exploding. Um, I have them on the website too. In Australia, it's it's crazy, dude. Like my mom sent me this article about two or three months ago. The um, the government in the state of Victoria, where I'm from, is investing or has invested close to like, I want to say two to billion dollars in infrastructure for mountain biking. I want to say it's billion with a B. Um, That's wild. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it is Gravity Girls yeah gravity girls they're awesome because they just started they just popped up as a non or they just became a non-profit i think a little bit ago to raise funds yeah yeah because they were getting so yeah. big i mean good for them that's we got to do that right we have to find each other and empower each other to do this stuff yeah 6.3 billion dollars is what the australian is what the industry is worth in australia so they started to invest in all this stuff infrastructure for it awesome i can't wait to go riding in australia that's wild edmonton needs to listen and just recognize the trails in here <laughs> i mean it takes a lot of adv advocacy to do that um let's find groups up in edmonton to get that going we do have uh edmonton mountain bike alliance and they fight the city every time but it's like 
and push forward and make change but it's like it's such a slow thing like i don't mm -hmm. the government is always a slow thing for some strange reason um yeah i mean they're they have cushy jobs and i don't want to <laughs> say too much i don't want to get hate from people that work for the government i used to work for the government so <laughs> <laughs> but it's like we have over 500 kilometers a single track in our in our river valley and Dang. like we have everything from blues to blacks obviously not like mountain level black well actually probably there's probably a few crazy ones but like yeah um i always say it's like if you can't ride edmonton you probably shouldn't go out to the mountains so it's like we could become like the alberta mountain bike mecca why not i want to help yeah. you make that happen i'm gonna hook up yeah. with your people right now edmund mountain bike alliance i've never been to canada i really need to go to canada it's nice we're all friendly we have we have igloos and meese. <laughs> oh god. And you I won't get shot up. You won't get shot at up here. As likely. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little Always bit of a positive. Violence, but, but Always not a as positive. Much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been the most rewarding part of running the network so far? Oh my god, so much. Um seeing the community come together. You know, seeing women, um, even if it's just one, sometimes it's just one person that emails us and says, I love this review. You really helped me find something that fits. Um, or seeing little, the young Roms come up and want to be a part of it and tagging us and be like, share it, let's do it. Um, <laughs> showing the different women empowerments that's out there, showing ladies ranging from 15 to 70 riding bikes and shredding and breaking that stigma that age is literally just the number that it doesn't matter how old you are you can ride like and just seeing the explosion of women from all ages getting on the bike and having fun for the first time like that like it, it sounds corny as heck but it gives me the chills like just talking about it it's amazing to see that women have that calling to do something they've always loved and they do it right like that to me is super inspiring it's just to see them get on a bike and do it well, and it's it's interesting you say that because I have a friend, um, Danny, and she's making this super cool magazine called or well, it was a magazine and now it's um, a women's group and um, it's helping using um, like brain knowledge and whatever the proper word of that is to study the brain. Um, mm -hmm. But she coined it the better not. Um, the better not. I love that. The better not thought. And it's like, you know, like especially in like um like offices and like the business structure it's like in the back of them for some reason it just like comes and it's like i better not say something i better not do this yes. and like you probably see it in mountain biking it's like i better not go do that and then it's like they go and do it and they're like oh my god this was the most fun ever yes you know i had that conversation with another female rider today uh she's a kick-ass rider professional mountain bike athlete and she was telling me how she was doing this feature with one of her friends in uh, on her e-bike. And that for some reason, uh, it's in a feature she's done many times on her regular bike, never had an issue, loves this section. But on the e-bike, she was having this thought of like, man, this bike's too heavy. Am I going to make it? Like, is this going to, it's the, if that I better not, I better not try it because I think I'm going to fall or I think something's going to happen. Um, obviously she, she ended up overcoming that and she did it and she's like, oh yeah, why did I think that was so hard here? I'm going to do it again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so even like 
the most professional people in their industry and in their sport have all those doubts in their heads all the time. So I think what your friend's doing is great. Yeah, it's super cool. I'm stoked to see it continue to grow. Send me the info for that later offline too. I'd like to follow it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's maggie.org or join maggie.org, but I'll find it um, and put it in the comments so then other women can find it too because it's super yeah. cool what she's doing. Um, what's yeah, been, awesome. can you just discuss a significant obstacle um, you've overcome with the network and how you did it? Um, there's a few. One of them is having people wanting to take you seriously. It's, it's like people wanting to take you seriously when you're kind of new to this industry and they don't know you and they don't know if they want to trust you or, um, so I'm an extremely resourceful person. Um, and so I know how to network really well. And I think just using what I know, how to engage with people was really helpful to break that barrier of me being, um, like shy or scared of rejection or whatever. I just, I just did it. I just had to reach out to a few other women in the business who gave me some really encouraging advice. Um, and they said, uh, one of them told me, just send it, just send the email, just send the text. Just like, it's not going to get much more perfect than what you have it. Stop re reworking it. You know what I mean? Cause we tend to have that imposter syndrome sometimes of, Oh, but is it good enough? Are they going to, you know? So I think just reaching out to people, overcoming that imposter syndrome and of like, people aren't going to take you seriously. Um, and just making connections. Like the biggest hurdle now is uh, staying afloat with, with funds because I do have a full-time job. This is my passion project that hopefully I want it to become something that I could do more on a full-time basis because there's the potential is there and it's huge. Um, so that's a hurdle I'm overcoming now, but I know it's something that I'm going to be able to, to reach at some point. I mean, I've come so far in the last year, I've met so many of the goals that I've wanted to meet that, um, I'm pretty excited at how far I've come and that imposter syndrome is still there, but you know, <laughs> the, thing, the thing that I find wild about the imposter syndrome is like, and I'll have it like on a daily basis, but it's like when you start looking back at your goals and you're like, oh beat that one, beat that one, beat that one. Okay. Yeah. Back to this one. And it's like, for some reason you still have it. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Vanessa from mountain riders collective, she once told me, um, I was having like a really down day. It was probably like a couple months ago and I was talking to her about something and I was just really disillusioned with what was going on. And she looked at me and she was like, cause this was on FaceTime and, and she said, look at how far you've come. You told me a year ago, this is where you wanted to be and look at where you are now. <laughs> and that just totally put it into perspective for me. I was like, you're right. It's going to take a minute, but yeah, I did meet the goal. I did meet the goal I set that I wanted. Right. So um, it's good to have people like that in your corner. You know, it's good to have friends that lift you up like that. 100%. She's super rad. I got to go riding yeah. with her in Kelowna when I was there. Oh, yeah? yeah. They had a little group ride. So um Knox Mountain we rode up at like 33 degree heat. Um oh my god. What is that into um it's it's like 95. Yeah, 93, 92. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty hot. Uh, yeah. I'm impressed that you know the like quick conversions where like 
<laughs> I came from that world. I came from that world in Australia where everything is Celsius and, and you know, kilograms. Because I still talk to my family and my mom always tells me stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's this many pounds, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's it's weird. Like, Canada is like a hybrid. Like, we'll do... Really? We'll do well. It is it is one hundred percent like Celsius and kilograms, but and maybe like younger generation. But yeah. for like my generation and my parents, um, it's like we we use Celsius, we use kilometers, but then like we talk in like inches. Like so, oh. I'm say I talk like I'm six six foot one inch, and I'm okay. two hundred pounds. Whereas like I know where my kilograms are, but it's not something I commonly say. <laughs> That's so odd. Yeah. It's not like 180 centimeters and, you know. Yeah. 92. 90 kilos or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a strange one how the brain works. Um, but yeah, speaking of like, you know, looking at goals and everything, my favorite saying is like, you know, the fastest way to success is to get to year eight. Ooh, that's a good one. Crap, yeah. we got a way to go, dude. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> um, percent. But it was when I was starting to build this, and like people are like, "Oh, you know, I we, we can help you get like fifty thousand dollars revenue in a month." Like, well, you know, j just sign up with our thing or whatever. I'm like, you know, I've done done a few ecom courses. I've done everything like this, and I'm like, you know, you kind of get the same knowledge, and it's like, you know, you build this thing, but it's like the one thing that you can't build is time. Yes. Oh my god. You're like, you're killing it with all the good sayings today, friend. That's so true. Well, you have to be kind because time is the one thing you can't control. One, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the entrepreneur Alex Hermosi. Yeah, I think you told me about him a little while ago. But I was listening to his one yeah. podcast and, and he, he had said, he's like, you know, the thing I like about business is, or like the bets I like to take are the, the, the time bets. It's like, you know, you businesses, you put more time in the person who outlasts is the one who wins at the end of it. Um, mm. Yeah. That's a good one too, because it's true. Cause it's the one who just stuck it out and was able to, to get it what they wanted to do, achieve their goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, when everyone was like this, I, I'm like, okay, so when did the, like, you know, the super big e-commerce person like start? Oh, and they were like, oh, they're like 10 years old. And then the magazine founder, which is an Australian entrepreneur magazine, um, they were on like okay. year eight. And like, so like they popped out three years ago. So I'm like, or no, they're on 11 years. And then so like three years, they popped up at year eight. And then I started asking like local entrepreneurs who have done big things. And I'm like, so when did it stop getting crazy? And people are like, oh, you know, that seven to nine mark. Like, you know, you might have big ups, but then you'll have like big downs. And then when yeah. it starts to get steady is like, yeah, around that seven to nine mark. And even sometimes further, like look at Starbucks, like they started in the seventies and didn't get big till the nineties and two thousands. What's hard though, is when you find an industry or a business that is solely dependent on another. So for example, um, a mountain bike coach who's done really, really well for 10, 11, 12 years, but is reliant on sponsors to keep the funding and to keep it going as well. But yeah. then the industry's taking a dip, you know, and then that will ebb and flow. So it's not consistent where you hit like year eight and you still go, you're still kind of reliant on something bigger to funnel things for you, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of like sponsorship and like, you know, like what I say is like, you know, all the work I did today was for like 
a year from now or like two years from now. It's not for today. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it too. I spent a while doing work on the website today and I'm like, eh, it's worth it because it's going to pay off. Someone's going to like this. Someone's going to enjoy it. Someone's going to take benefit from this. So maybe in a year or so, we'll expand it more. Yeah. Well, an SEO is like the silent, um, like oh, amazing funnel, but it takes so long to build it. It does very much, but I, I'm seeing some growth with my SEO. Um, so it's time. You, you yeah. start it now and you see how it goes in a year or two. Yeah, year eight, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that so much. So, you know, speaking of like, you know, the better not and all this, how, how do, and I won't say you, but I'll say it as we, like, how do we address the challenges faced by women in a predominantly male sport? Oh my God. What a, what a great question. Um, I think we need to take lesson from what has happened with a bunch of trailblazers in the past, right? So we have to stick together. We have to educate and advocate. And I, there's a lot of that already going on. Um, but one of the biggest comparisons that I tell people is you look at, at football, women's soccer, right? I was at the Sydney Olympics in 2000. I was the translator for the Brazilian women's soccer team. I got to see a lot of what happens in an Olympic setting for women's soccer. There was probably 50 people in the stands watching the women play. This is in 2001. And then you go to today, 20 years later, and women's, soc women's soccer is one of the biggest grossing sports in the world. Like it outgrossed the men's World Cup last year. It's, it's like, it's just growing uh, outstandingly. It's, I can't even put it into words. Like I can't even succinctly say how happy I am to have seen the growth, like <laughs> 80,000 people watching women's soccer at a stadium. And that all comes from the same thing, hard work, advocacy, education, women who are willing to put their line, their lives on the line to speak up and not be liked and be labeled as um, aggressive or, you know, um, hostile or ungrateful or whatever. There are a lot of women who went through that so that others can have that um, exposure, right? So there's a lot of women who experienced that with the whole free ride thing that was happening this year. Some women were speaking out and some people were giving them crap about it. Uh, some women weren't, and they were also giving crap about it. So it's like a loose, loose situation. But at the end of the day, they were advocating for their sport and they're putting themselves out there. And I think that's what it's going to take. It's uh, working together and education first and foremost, 100% education first and foremost. And and do you, with women's soccer, did you find the athletes came at it with like like a more grassroots um, method? Like they were out there speaking to the fans a lot more than you'd say see in other things. Um, they were, and I, you know, from that experience, I was only really with the Brazilian women's soccer team. I wasn't. They don't mingle. <laughs> they don't. The teams don't really mingle. But um, to my, my knowledge of how soccer came up in Australia, that's how it was. It was pretty much grassroots. And up until eight years ago, a lot of the women that were on the national team for Australia were working at Starbucks part-time to make ends meet. Like, And now with the push from 
having female leagues around the world, that is all changing. Thank God they're getting paid what they deserve. Although not really, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I think the women's, the U S women's team is getting paid the same now. I'm not sure. My friend Melissa is super into that. She knows all the things that's happening with the women's soccer team. So I have to ask her about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of how, like we, like when I was in university, our campus ski club, we built it to be one of the largest ones in the world. We were 2,400 students in a campus size of 11,000. So 24% wow. of the student body and our, and our student union feared us and our athletics um, like also ignored us. But it was like yeah. we ran everything on campus and how we did it was like, yeah, just grassroots because it's like, you, you know, the hockey teams and all the sports teams wouldn't hang out with people because like, you know, being varsity, you're the, the cool kids on yeah. campus. But it's like, yeah, we'd just bring everyone and go skiing and, you know, anyone from a beginner who's never done it to professionals because it's like, how do you describe a skier at the end of the day? It's like, you yeah. know, there's accountants and there's like like marketing people yeah. and there's entrepreneurs and everyone loves skiing but they're all vastly different people so it's like just build a space for anyone to be a part of it and yeah you'll take and, over your and i think you're right in that sense that with mountain biking there are some who feel like they are gatekeepers of the sport and feel like unless you're a pro racer you don't belong we're in this space which is complete nonsense um whether that comment was made in jest or not um it's still not okay because a lot of people feel like, oh, well, then I'm not going to ride my bike. Like, I'm not good. I'm not going to go out there. And what we like to say is if you're having fun, that's all that matters. And if you're invited, they you should go because people want you there. It doesn't matter how slow or fast you are. Get yeah. on your bike and go have a good time. And I think you're right. But having to be more inclusive in a grassroots setting is great. Um, we need to educate those who feel they are gatekeepers of the sport to say no you're not <laughs> you're well not and i i don't i don't get it and like you know with skiing like you know had pro deal had a few like a lot of free gear and it's like there's still people better than me so it's like why not like focus on having fun like yeah you know i can be five minutes faster down a, a, a double black run and be waiting at the bottom for 30 minutes for my friends or you can help them get better, have more fun, yeah. have more stoke. And um... yeah. And at the end of the day, like no one's really judging you. They're so worried about how they themselves look, you know, that I don't think anyone really cares, but sometimes I still have that feeling. So I have a good friend of mine who's an amazing shredder and there's a place over here where I live called Rocky peak and she kills it down that section. And just the other day we were hanging out and she's like, just, let's just go. And I'm super intimidated to ride with her dude, because she's an amazing rider. But then I get to my own head and I'm like, why? She wants to ride with you. Like, let's just go ride. Like, who cares? You walk features. You tell people this all the time. Practice practice what you preach, Mia. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, all have that little like like yeah. ego or like, you know, like the the voice. It's like, oh, can't I'll tell other people, but I won't do it myself for some strange yeah. reason. <laughs> Try I'm trying to be better at that. I'm trying to be better at that for sure. But it's true. Like I started riding, like this is my first year mountain biking and I, I still hadn't, I think it, it became like September when I started calling myself a mountain biker. And it was because I was doing a hundred kilometers a week. Um, Dude, that's amazing. I don't yeah. even do a hundred kilometers a week. 
<laughs> well, I, I would just start... <laughs> well, exactly, right? Like, but it's like because I had just started, I'm like, yeah, you know, I do it like casually, and then they're like, oh, how many? What do you ride this week? I'm like, oh, you know, I went out five times at 20 kilometers in the River Valley each day, and they're like, oh, you mountain bike? I'm like, oh, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, dude, you you're the ones that actually mountain bike. You pedal, you exercise. Some people just like to go downhill, and that's okay. They're still it's fun. Yeah. I like it. I like I like the shuttles at Baseline Mountain. You'll have to you'll have to come up. We'll need to bring the Cali Cali girls up to Baseline to meet them. Like the stoke is unreal. Like I've never gone somewhere like I'm on a hardtail and I've never come out before. And like they're all like welcoming. They're like, get in our shuttle truck now um, and take me up to the top of the mountain. And then like I'm like, I've never I like I'm like, I haven't ridden this one. They're like, that's OK. We'll wait for you. And like whatever. And then it's like when you see them do the run on their own, it's like they're down in like two minutes. And like yeah. our first one, we did it in like 20, I think, or something like that. Like, but doesn't matter. No, exactly. But it's like, they just like to share the stoke. And like, this is yeah. the wild thing. Like, and maybe like this happens everywhere else because everyone has multiple bikes. But like when I show up there sometimes now, like people have two bikes and they'll be like, here, just park the hardtail, go ride up my full suspension for the day. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why not? They're giving you a full suspension. You made them all. Well, yeah, and like uh, it's just wild. Like I've never seen that in anything else. It's good, yeah. The community really is amazing, and it's all about sharing that stoke, right? And allowing others to experience the same thing. Um, did I have that recently with someone? Alexis and I went to Sky Park. Uh, we've gone a few times, but one time I had um, Specialized sent me. Oh, it's not this one, but Specialized sent me a, a Levo to demo for a while, and. I was like, dude, here, just take it. Just go ride it. Just have fun with it. And she also now took the transition relay. They sent us a relay for us to, to ride for a bit. And I really want her to just take it and ride it and have a good time on it, you know? So I think it's good that we could share those experiences with people. Be like, take it. Let's do it together. Well, and I, I, I think when you start giving and doing, it's like, I think it's kind of the secret to like, life maybe because it's weird it's like you know you feel really good when you see someone else have the same enjoyment that you did like the like they just light up and have fun like i i had this last night when i was teaching my friend skiing like he, he's gone a couple times but then i'm like okay this is how you do it and practice and then like the lat this one run his like he like did like turns and then his like brain like lit up of like how the body was supposed to like do it and it's like yeah. that that stoke and like that excitement is like it's so addicting to like like feel when yes. you help someone. Yes, that's true. That's one of the reasons why I've considered going into coaching is because I feel like it's just that empowering moment of, of a light bulb, exactly what you said, someone's enjoyment and being like, oh, I can actually do this now. Like just that little tidbit of them learning to do something and gave them the confidence to go forward and do it. Um, but I have so many things I want to do. I don't know if I will go into the coaching aspect of it we'll see we'll see yeah i mean just giving advice and going on fun group rides is enough too right yeah very true very true well and like the the weird thing about life is like because like you know like that joy is in itself enough right there but then it's like when you put energy out for some reason it comes back to you stronger which i find yeah. really wild because it's like you know you're just you're helping someone because they love doing it like they don't want to learn and like that and you get joy from that but then it's like you know two three years down the road from all the positivity like 
good stuff just comes back. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree with that. I think just helping people is in our nature sometimes, especially you and I, like that's, we, we thrive on that stuff and, um, we should just keep doing more of it, Jared. I think you're going to teach me to ski. I just had a moment. I think you're going to, I think you're going to be my ski teacher. Sweet. Well, it, it, let's get you to California. Like, Hold on. Let's, oh no, you're about to have a baby. You can't come to California. Well, you come up to Canada. It's cheaper for you anyways. <sighs> Is it really? Your dollar goes further. Oh, that's right. We were just talking about that. All right. Let me Google flights to Edmonton. <laughs> well, you, you, well, you and you and your wife can ha have it as your birthday present because you know an ear infection isn't a birthday present. Yeah, no, it's not. And I think that's what I got on Saturday night when we went out for my birthday. Poor Alexis. She, she's like, "What are your symptoms?" Because she also wasn't feeling good yesterday. <laughs> I felt so bad. Well, and I said, it's good to teach people because it's like, if you can teach adults, kids are the easier ones to teach. So I'm like, to my friend, I'm like, me teaching you right now is just me getting ready for a year to when I teach my daughter to start picking up. She'll just pick it up yeah. a lot faster. Dude, that's true. <laughs> kids pick it up like that. <laughs> well, they just, they just send it. It's like, you know, as adults, we'll like, we talk about like walking the trail and walking the feature first. And then, and then the kids just like, yeah, I'm walking it on my two wheels yeah. and I'm in the air now. <laughs> That's so true. That is so true. My goddaughter is four. She's going to be five in March. And uh, we just, her parents just upgraded their bikes and we got her a pedal bike for the first time. And I think this kid's going to just lose her mind. I'm going to love watching her on this bike. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, it's cool to see the striders because like learning biking, we never had that stuff. Yeah, that's right. We never had that stuff. Um, I, feel, I feel it just teaches balance so much better. Yeah, it does. I mean, I taught one of my nephews to ride a bike when he was 11. And then he picked it up so quickly. He's like, I should have done this earlier. I thought it was going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> the strider is good. So, so when's, um, wh what are we, what are we going to call, um, the, the new women's mountain biking, um, like event since Red Bull dropped the ball on that one? Oh my gosh. Well, formation was what we were calling it for a while, but I don't know, dude. I, did you see that Crankworks is now allowing women to compete? So that was like a really big deal that just came out of that. Becca's doing a whole article on us for that. Um, she's got her finger on the pulse when it comes to that stuff, but I don't know. What, what do you think would be a good name for it? Shredders? No, I don't know. So I was talking about this in entrepreneurship. So, um, businesses, when they hit a billion dollar valuation are called unicorn, um, uh -huh. status, but, uh -huh. and then we talk about VCs. So venture capital and like 0.025% of companies every year get VC funding. So it's like super small. And then women's entrepreneurs only get 2.4% of all VC funding. So it's like 2.4% of 0.025%. So like super tiny. So I'm like, yeah. women's founders should be like called like gods, like, like mega unicorns or like Godzilla's. Cause like, yeah. if they got that, they're gonna, they're gonna F shit up. Like they're driven. <sighs> like, <laughs> so it should. I Godzilla shredders. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> that would have 
of just gigantic and big and amazing. Oh my God, that would be amazing. I don't know. I think, you know, I think I need to go after some of that money too. We should, we should just like create a Kickstarter or something to create something grassroots. And if everyone pitched a dollar in like North America, like that's a lot of, a lot of coin. Yeah. Um, let's talk offline. What's up, Johnny? Johnny's yeah. here. Lexus yeah, Johnny, John and Alexis. These two fools. Johnny cracks me up. Have you gotten to meet Johnny yet? I'm on his podcast tomorrow. What? I didn't know that. That's awesome. Depending that is on. So cool. And Johnny, sorry, you missed the first 30 minutes. I was telling Mia, um, my wife is currently having contractions and we don't know if they're going to go away or not. So potentially might be having a, having a, uh, little little girl tonight so maybe not he is gonna be on his podcast tomorrow no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Wait, did he start watching from the beginning he's talking about time now when we were talking about time no he was he was busy today or he had said he was busy um so he just joined joined on um so what's what's the next upcoming project or um, future goals for Women's Mountain Bike oh Network. Gosh, we have so much stuff in the works. We've got this e-bike series we want to launch. We've got the review of the Revel Ranger coming out next week. Um, we are working with a brand called Good Day Optics. I don't know if you've heard of them for us to get some goggles for the next bike park season. That's working its way. Um, we they seem cool. Are... I've, heard, I've heard a little bit. They're their founder's a little weird, though, I've heard. No, whatever. <laughs> not so not. Um, and uh, so the one of the biggest things we have coming up next year, at the beginning of next year, is we're going to start a forum on our website where women can come and um, discuss anything and everything they want. We want it structured in a way where everyone is welcome. There's no fees come and sign up and connect with other women around the world. Um, and I think that's going to be huge because for those who don't have Facebook or Instagram or anything else, like it's an easier way for them to connect with other women. So that's something that we'll be launching uh, sometime in January. And um, Ashley from Cosmic Dirt is helping us with that. So I'm super excited for that. It's going to be amazing. Cosmic Dirt seems super cool. Yeah, she's pretty cool, Ashley. She's pretty cool. She gives no Fs about nothing. And I love <laughs> that about her. <laughs> well, and, well, and how it should be. Like, after, like, watching my mom go in 17 days, you, you realize life's short. Um, yeah. And then, I like, especially in, in um, like, right after in July of last year, I was like, yeah, why am I doing this if I don't enjoy it? And then now I've kind of started collecting tattoos and, you know, I'll go into entrepreneurship stuff and like business stuff and wear my hat and like a sweater and show my tattoos. And it's kind of like my little defense mechanism. Cause I'm like, if you're going to judge me for this stuff, like good, I don't yeah. want to take the time to like have a conversation with you. Yeah. That's, that's a good point, dude. That's a great point. When I was in law school, everyone saw my sleeves and I had one person like, you're going to be a lawyer with a sleeve, with like full of tattoos. I'm like, yeah, what's the, what's your point? I'm never stepping in front of a judge. I didn't want to be a litigator, but yeah. and they're like, yeah, but, and I said, yeah, 
I don't care. They're they're not judging me because of my tattoos. I just want to know if I can do my stuff, you know? Like yeah. so my company is great. The place I work is absolutely amazing. Well, and I find law in such a fascinating um field. My parents are both lawyers and like you know how they're That's like right. they have the like I don't know, because they get to make the like change the rules in this, maybe they just see themselves a little bit higher than everyone else. But it's like when you have tattoos and when you look like a regular person, you can relate so much more that it just goes a lot further. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. But we're rule breakers. We're not rule yeah. followers. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a while to, I, I only started getting tattoos in January of last year. And now I have no January of this year. Now I have three. Yeah, they're addicting. I just got this cactus. I thought my theory was if I get a cactus tattoo, which I've always wanted, I'm not going to get stung by cactuses anymore. Didn't work very well. So. <laughs> I, I think you needed them to use the cactus needles to make the tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But that <laughs> would have never come out, dude. I got a cactus on my pinky when I was in Sedona a couple months ago. And up until like two weeks ago, I still had like a little thing in there that I couldn't get out. It was annoying. <laughs> so annoying. They, it, it's funny how they're like an inconvenient or like annoying down there. And then up here we have them as like house plants. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. But there's cactus everywhere here. So. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was here for Thanksgiving and he was fascinated with the little prickly pear fruit that you have on top of the cactuses. And he, um, grabbed one we were out he's actually riding my bike he wanted to see what it was like to ride an e-bike so he took my bike out and then we were doing something and he's like i just want to grab one of those prickly pears i want to eat it this dude he he made me carry it by the way and it has all these teeny tiny little needles in it and i'm holding it and i'm getting like all these needles in my arm in my hands i just throw it out i'm like no dude you don't understand the pain the pain <laughs> <laughs> Have you come across the the women's motorcycle group called the Litas? No, I haven't. You should check them out because they have this really cool app that allows women to like go on it and make like little community pods. Um, mm -hmm. And that's like what I want to replicate eventually with like Good Day where we have like our pods across nice. the world. But like, yeah, their their app and everything and like their community that they've built is phenomenal. Yeah, they'll send it to me as well. I want to check them out for sure. Okay. Yeah, we have to send Jeez. you a lot. Yeah. And I'll put it in the comments. Um, <laughs> and let me so know then everyone else can check it out. Yeah, um, and I'll be sure to share this too so a lot of people can check out all the good things that we've got going on. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm curious where we see technology influencing the future of mountain biking. How so? Well, I what mean, like, technology. Well, I th like, we currently see it with materials, like with carbon and everything. And like, mm -hmm. now we have carbon wheels. And uh, I don't know. This is, it seems wild to me to see a wheel. Okay. So here's something that I could share with you uh, Revel Bikes, if you haven't looked at this yet, they created a mountain bike out of a 3D printer, like a full on functioning mountain bike, 3D printed. And it is, I haven't seen it in person yet. I'm hoping we can make it to Colorado this spring to hang out with them and I could see it. 
But that's where they think the future is going. So Adam, the founder of Revel, he's an amazingly intelligent guy, really fun, amazing mountain biker and adventure person. He um, was sharing some stuff with us earlier this year at the Sitter and Mountain Bike Festival. And some of the ideas is that, like, imagine if they do start 3D printing bikes and you can customize everything on the bike. You can customize your head tube angle, your triangle, your wheelbase, everything. And then if something breaks, you just like push a button and it recreates it. You take it to a shop and they fix it. Like, I think that's one of the places that the future of mountain biking is going. It's going to be a, a minute, but I think that that's super cool. It's like, here, let me just order a bike online. It prints and ships to you in a week, you know? Well, and, and think about like the environmental impact and the sustainability now when you can like don't have to make something until like the person wants it. Like we use yeah. it with our printing. Like we'll use, like we only print now and manufacture our apparel when someone orders it because it's better than making a hundred and just sitting on them. And then, Oh, now we have to put it on sale to, yeah. you know, get this back. Um, yeah. But offline, we'll have to connect. Maybe you can send Adam my contact. Cause like we're doing what we want to build for, optics is we're working with building an app because like your phones have lidar now so i can yeah. actually use the phone to scan your face i can upload that into 3d into a 3d printing model i can uh -huh. tweak the tweak the frames to that so yeah. then i can make it bigger or smaller based on head shape That's and amazing. then 3d print it and then 3d print it wow that is amazing and that because that and that fits perfectly there's no issue there's no like Wow. Jared, you're an innovator, man. That's so cool. That is well, so cool. It, when, when 3D printing lot, like the patent came off and you know, what, it, what's allowed people to like make printers cheap and do everything um, has really changed the industry and everything. Cause yeah. you can make it once you can figure out how to print properly and the technology continues to get better, you can yeah. make it on a one-to-one -one scale. So then yeah. you don't have to, um, have more waste than everything. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. That's awesome, dude. I can't wait to see what you come up with with that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, yeah, 3D printing is the next week's thing, I think. I mean, I don't know. There's so much. Everything keeps changing in this industry. I mean, what's next? Wireless braking? Everything else is, is wireless. Imagine if you're Brakes are going to be wireless. Like that's a recipe for disaster. One thing that boggles my mind with mountain bike technology is the um, RockShox has this uh, flight attendant shock. Have you heard of that? No. So the the shock itself, and I think it's a rear shock and a front fork, um, automatically adjusts the rebound based on how you're riding and where you're riding. That's cool. Which, which is like mine boggling to me. And now SRAM has something same as RockShox, same company. They have, and I don't know how this works. I just saw a video for this a couple days ago where they'll do the automatic shifting for you as well, based on your cadence and where you're riding. So you don't even have to sit there with the pod and like shift anymore. And I don't know how that works, but I want to know how that works. Like I need to learn how that works because it sounds so cool. Just wait until bikes start breaking for us. <laughs> no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if they're already selecting gears and selecting rebound, like we have e-bikes where they bike for us already. Um, 
I so mean, like, no, not all e-bikes do that. Like you have to actually pedal on the ones that I have. When you get to go on turbo mode, it basically doesn't feel like pedaling. Unless you're going on something super steep. Well, I I got to ride my friend's e-bike down in Calgary and we were going up, I think, probably like a 20 degree slope. And yeah, I had it in three plus and then just started pedaling and it felt like I was pedaling on flat ground. If were you pedaling on tech though? Was it tech stuff or was it just like a fire road? Um, It was a dirt trail. Like it wasn't a fire road and it wasn't super like rocky tech because like once you get tech, you can't like blow through stuff because you'll just lose traction. Um, but I mean, you can. I took this heckler out this weekend and there's a steep section of the trail here where I where I live and Lauren, my wife's made it once on her regular bike because she's a machine. I've never made it. As a matter of fact, Alexis has done this trail with me. We all pushed our bikes this one time. But this weekend, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm going to do this entire thing on the heckler. I'm going to put it on full boost and I'm going to climb through this thing. And there's, there's some tech sections, really loose, really steep. I made it to the top on full boost and my heart rate was, rate was at 165. So I like, I don't want to hear people saying that you, you don't get to work out on e-bikes because depends on the, depending on the terrain, you're working your butt off, literally. Yeah. Do you find, um, with you able to go faster in some stuff? Like, cause like, that's the worry I hear from people is like how it abuses trails too. No. Um, so I don't know how accurate Strava is when it comes to speed. But with the lighter e-bikes, for me, I don't feel like I will go as fast or even faster. So, for example, so with the Heckler, for example, this bike is so nimble. I didn't even feel I was on an e-bike going on the downhill, like, at all. Um, the Specialized is a little bit more centered to the ground, and they're about the same weight. And that one, I feel like I can go a little bit faster purely based on weight. But based on my Strava this weekend, I can go just as fast on either. So it clocked at 38 miles per hour on the downhill on the Specialized and 38.2 on the on the um, Santa Cruz in one section. So, I mean, and I think it was probably really close on my Enduro rig. So, you know, with the SL bikes, I don't think you would go as fast. Maybe with the full power, yeah. We'll have to ask Alexis. She's got a full power uh, Levo. Nice. Yeah, I've ridden a few. They they can go. They they got some oomph to them. They do have some oomph to them. It's fun. Fun to just <laughs> lap. lap. Well, lap, you can lap. just go further, right? Like instead of doing like yeah. just twenty k, you can get up to like 40, 50. Yeah. And if you don't have the time, if you're strapped for time, like you're still getting a workout, depending on what setting you're you're doing on the bike, and it's just you can go farther. So. You know, I used to be one of those people, I'll admit it, that was like, ooh, e-bike, you're being lazy, blah, blah, blah. No. E-bikes are fun as heck. And if you say they're being lazy, you've never ridden one. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I think it's like anything. When there's something new, you'll always have people say like, oh, you can't can't do it. Like, I feel like when, like, the iPhone came out, people are like, oh, like, why would you do that? Like, it's like, a, like yeah. why do you need a computer in your pocket? And then now you look at it and you're like, yeah, well, everyone has one now. Yeah. <laughs> And some people have really big ones too. <laughs> yeah. Well, like now the the Samsung that like folds, like yes. now it's like a tablet. That thing's insane. I saw yeah. someone with that the other day and I'm like, I wouldn't want to carry that. 
I'm happy. Well, I mean, it folds in half, so it's like my iPhone Pro Max. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if Apple made one, I'd get one, but I've tried Android. It's. Uh, I mean, this good. will probably lose lose my 11 subscribers now. That, but like, <laughs> where I say I don't like Android, but. <laughs> no. I mean, no, don't, don't unfollow him because of that people, whoever's listening to this. <laughs> so since we're getting, or we're getting to that hour mark, how do you um, like find more good days or have more good days than bad days? Oh, you with the amazing questions. Um, sometimes it's hard. I'm not going to lie. There are days when it is kind of hard to find the good days, but um, I focus on something that I really enjoy. So if I'm feeling kind of down or frustrated, I will get on my bike and I'm just going to go down the street and around the block. Um, or I, uh, I go see my God kids or, um, you know, I focus literally, I change my frame of mind to something that I enjoy just to put a smile on my face. And that's how I reframe it. Um, because, you know, as you know, time is very, very precious and you don't really have time to, just be down all the time. I know I said time too many times and I'm still going <laughs> saying time, but um, yeah, I just think it's something I really enjoy and and I try and remove myself from a situation and then my day gets better. Yeah. Well, um, that that's kind of what I picked up going through watching my mom pass in 17 is it's like, you know, those weren't good days. They are great days. They weren't like amazing days, but there was good in them. And it's like, when you look for it, you can find it. Yeah. And that's true. And that's, that's very true. So if you're having a bad day, like um, today I wasn't feeling that great and I was having a hard time at work. I um, got the opportunity to go next door and grab my neighbor's dog and I hung out with her for the day. And so it was a crappy day and it turned into a good one. And now I'm talking to you. So it's ending on a really good note. So <laughs> you're right. It's about the, the good things that happen in those crappy days. That's what you should focus on. And um, to wrap it up, can you share an inspiring story of transformation or empowerment that's come out of Women's Mountain Bike Network? Oh my goodness, you're you with the, you with these amazing questions, Jared. Um, oh, so many. I have a friend of mine. She's uh, 62 years old, and she used to be a road cyclist, and she was really really scared to get on the mountain bike for because she's had some health issues, and. I um, got her to try an e-bike. She's five foot tall. She's not very tall. She's very short. She's very small. And um, I got to coach her on her mountain bike and I got to teach her how to just the basics of cornering and braking. And that was just so inspiring to me because it made me feel like anyone can do this. This woman who's always been an athlete and who's now having the time of her life on a mountain bike at 62 years old that to me was like, this is what I want women to see. I want other people to see this and see that they can do it. It doesn't matter if you're on an e-bike or not. Like, you know, like that was really empowering for me. And it was empowering for her because to this day now, she just, she calls me and she's like, Mia, I went over a curb on the bike. You were right. That thing just rolls on a 29er. And I was like, I told you. Like, <laughs> you told, so you got to do is a little bit of speed and you're good, girl. Yeah. Um, that's super inspiring and motivating. I love that. I love that so much. Seeing people that's get awesome. joy out of something. Yeah. Hopefully that answered the question. Yeah. So probably your one tip for anyone who wants to get into mountain biking or anything is just do it. 
No, hell no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, just do it. Grab a bike, go and ride your bike. Don't listen to anyone who tells you you can't do it, but obviously do it safely. Don't just go <laughs> jumping off cliffs and stuff like that. <laughs> well, I started started saying as a joke, speaking of that, when like ever I hit something I've never hit before, I just yell out, time to die. Haven't died oh, yet. <laughs> dude, you can't put that juju out there. Don't do that. Just say time to send. <laughs> that's fair well thank you for joining me tonight you're awesome thank you for having me and and congrats on the new edition like i i know your baby girl is gonna get here any day now so tell your wife i'm thinking of her and and i'm wishing you guys all the best thank you i appreciate it and i will have a good night <laughs> bye. yeah you too bye